0: This episode is brought to you by Movement Chiropractic Memorial, Herman's Best Family Injury Chiropractic Care Center. The team at Movement Chiropractic is dedicated to enhancing your well-being through personalized chiropractic care. They offer care using industry-leading modalities like shockwave therapy, cold laser therapy, and spinal decompression. Dr. Teagle also practices out of the Memorial location who trains BJJ, so he can help you with any injuries that happen on the mat if you would like. So, if you're struggling with nagging injuries or have an active lifestyle that requires maintenance, head on over to Movement Chiropractic Memorial and use code MINDSET to receive 25% off your first visit when you call or book online. Movement Chiropractic, United by Movement. That is movementmvmtchiro.com. Again, schedule an appointment at the Memorial location using code MINDSET for 25% off your first visit. Book. You won't
1: regret it. Hey, as we get back into society, let's remember, people will punch you in the fucking mouth.
0: Welcome back to the Map Mindset. Today, I'm here with four-time national Muay Thai champ Jacob J. Bob or Jacob Cowboy Barry, whichever one you go by. I- haven't figured it out. Just a little, yet. <laughs> little bit of both.
1: J. Bob's the my old school name from when I was a teenager. kind of okay. carried over.
0: Gotcha. So he's with the mustache, folks. It's very iconic. Check it out. All right. How did you get? Let's let's get your background info. Where did you? How'd you start? You know, how'd you get into fighting?
1: So specifically fighting, um, I started training. It's just just a little over nine years ago now. Um, I was rodeoing, uh, team roping a lot. Uh, I grew up in South Texas I was going to school and just need something else to do so I needed some you know I was fat out of shape you know didn't really have nothing going for me I was like man I need something different and uh, I always want to have abs. yeah and uh, we all do. Uh, yeah <laughs> and uh, there had to be an MMA gym about half a half mile from my house um, and just started there I had no intention of competing at all I was terrified um, started training loved it. And then about three months into training, one of the guys that trained at the gym had a fight booked, and I went and watched that. And that's when I was kind of like, "Man, I may be able to do this yeah. a little. I got at least try this one time." And tried it one time, and the rest is history. And now it's been it's been all I do ever since.
0: So did you start off with Muay Thai or like going like directly into MMA? I started in MMA okay. actually.
1: I started primarily MMA. Um, the reason I got so heavy into Muay Thai was because my parents hated
0: it. Did they rebellious or what? Yeah. Yes. It was the,
1: I was, it was the only my, – my parents didn't do count whatever I wanted to. I yeah. motocross, rodeo, played football. I did every dangerous sport you can do as a child Wow. growing yeah. up. I was always outdoors. And they, for some reason, just hated fighting. Still do hate fighting. Um, and so what I did, because I couldn't fight locally – because they'd find out about it, I. Um,
0: so this was all under the radar. All under the radar.
1: Okay. What I would do is, you know, we had uh, some fighters. They travel all over the country. These big Muay Thai tournaments, and a lot of these big tournaments we compete at are in uh, Iowa. Yeah, believe it or not. And I would go just kind of help out, be a teammate, hold pads, whatever it is. And um, eventually, I just started fighting. And as long as I didn't get home with any busted up nose and faces they wouldn't they didn't know anything about it and (laughs) that's how i how i fought
0: that's a lot so obviously the the muay thai was oh no it got oh
1: Oh, no (sighs) sorry
0: folks (laughs) so it's the the uh, Matt mindset yeah the mindset. it was up there Yeah. yeah so the muay thai basically was just like a rebellious thing just your way to kind of like branch out you know some guys get tattoos or whatever
1: yeah it wasn't so much a rebellious thing it's not what I really wanted to do and and I'm always kind of in a very like if I want to do something I'm gonna figure out a way to do it yeah and uh that was kind of my way to do it to to fight was to just do it kind of under the radar and travel out of state and fight and come home and not say anything about it and
0: did you so you did you know. the tournaments in Iowa and then you moved down here or
1: yeah so I moved to Houston um I moved to Houston in 2019, but all through uh, when I started training, um, I would come up to Houston to train with Crew Bob at Main Street. Yeah. Because uh, I was going to school at A&M Kingsville back home. Okay. Um, and like spring break, winter break, summer break, instead of going with my friends and going to the beach and partying and stuff, i come up here, stay with Bob, go to the gym, train, and then once my break was over, go back home and Go to school, train in my home gym, work and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Then once okay. I got on my undergrad, I moved up here full time.
0: Okay, I gotcha. Um, so how come not pursue Muay Thai? What's what draws you? What so what drew you to Muay Thai more than MMA at the beginning? Because the, now the you're beginning fight. was all yeah.
1: necessity. Just okay. because it's my only avenue to fight was to fight Muay Thai because I couldn't really get away with fighting locally. Yeah. Um, but was the goal always MMA? Pretty much, okay. yeah. Pretty much. There, there's just no... I love Muay Thai. Muay Thai is my first love in fighting. I love watching Muay Thai. I love the art of Muay Thai. I get super jazzed up from Muay Thai. Yeah. There's just not a lot of future in Muay Thai in the U.S. There, there's no yeah. money in it. There's no notoriety. There's just nothing. Yeah. There's not a lot to it. Uh, MMA is really where everything's at.
0: I mean, I feel like with one championship, they're doing some good things with the four-ounce gloves and Muay Thai and, like, mm-hmm. the ring. And they're also doing, like, Grappling matches in a cage. They're doing Muay Thai matches in a cage. So I understand. I mean, maybe in the yeah. states there's not so much growth, but I yeah. feel like overseas. But
1: but even then, you know, that's only come up in the past few years. Yeah, One FC. Yeah. You know Um. But they are. Mm-hmm. Knock around. <laughs> uh. But no, one is doing doing the the biggest thing so far in that that yeah. realm and kind of bringing Muay Thai to like a more a broader audience. You know, they're having fights at Raja stadium and, and things like that and selling out and putting really good fights on. They just had super leg versus, oh, yeah. um, I cannot remember the Japanese guys, name the kickboxer. They just fought this past weekend.
0: Didn't that, it wasn't the guy kicked his leg out. Like from he was, uh, he blasted his leg so much and the dude never checked one kick. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I saw the highlight, bro. Fucking brutal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great fight. Yeah. Great fun to watch. And some of the best, like truly some of the best strikers, at an elite level or in one right now?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I've definitely been, I mean, I've seen Liam Harrison strike out of there and mm-hmm. Superlek and Sanchai and all those guys. Big fan and, of all those guys. Yeah. They're all monsters out there doing big things. And I feel like that helps the sport grow. Oh, yeah. Having those guys out there and <clears throat> just duke it out. And, and it, plus, like, all the highlights come to the States, too. Yeah. And so, plus, I feel like also they're kind of competing with the UFC here and there with some of the MMA caliber guys that I have there, like Demetrius Johnson and you know, Super Stage Northcut was was a UFC, and now he went to yeah. one. Uh okay, so you found Main Street. Um how did you how did you end up
1: finding Main Street? So I found Main Street through Crew Bob. I met Crew Bob through my uh, very first MMA coach, Kurt Hubble, okay back in uh, Cal Allen, where I'm from. Um, he had trained with crew Bob a bit and I think the first time I ever actually met crew Bob was at a seminar. He did a seminar with Corley, I think in San Antonio years ago and went to that. That was when I first met him. And then he came down to my, to that gym in my hometown and taught a seminar, did some privates there. Um, probably six, seven years ago or so and then that's when I first really got to know him and train with them and and such.
0: That's awesome. So you moved down here to you state. You lived with him when you were here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I fought in 2019 I fought uh in the TBA Muay Thai Expo, the big tournament they have. Um <clears throat> won that and then I think a month or two later I moved up here and lived with uh Bob and his wife for about 6 months. Um training at the gym full time and that's awesome. He let me live there for six months and took great care of me. He still does, takes great care of yeah. me and, you know, until he'll get my feet and get my own place. And That's awesome. And such. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he is a genuine dude for sure. Oh, he's the best. So, how was your transition from Muay Thai to MMA? Besides the ground
1: game, what was the biggest challenge? Um, when I, uh, when, Bob loves to tell this story. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> I first came up here, um, I, when I fought Muay Thai, I was, did a lot of kicking and clenching. Could not box to save my life. Had no hands. (laughs) And I remember uh, one of the first times I came up to train, uh, coach put me in with this amateur guy from Poland, Nimionic Zerklowicz was his name. And this kid beat me up every way to Sunday, He possibly could the entire time. I just I just so frustrated. Like didn't hurt me, but I mean picked me apart and and showed me like I I have no hands. I need to work on this. And so I spent a lot of time transitioning kind of from a more kind of Muay Thai style bass and rhythm and then spent a lot of time learning how to box, how to use proper footwork, um, head movement and things like that. It's a very different sport altogether. It's a very different sport.
0: Absolutely, I mean, Muay Thai guys use their teep to like measure, and boxers mm-hmm. obviously use the jab. And so I feel like, I mean, for I've never, I started off with Muay Thai too, not as serious as you did, but like, I did both at the same time, Muay Thai and boxing. And then I, I listen to guys who have done Muay Thai or boxing, and they try to like transition over, and they're saying like, oh shit, like the teeps or something I'm having struggle with, or like distance management yeah. or whatever. And uh, that's interesting. For yeah, sure.
1: it's it's a different sport, and just like people talk about like, like it's kind of the end thing now, right? To have like these boxers versus MMA fighters, yeah, and they're yeah. like, like, who's better? It's like, well, <laughs> who's? It depends on the rule set. It's yeah. a totally different sport. Yeah, altogether. Um, I think that's the the and anyone who comes over from Muay Thai into MMA, you have to respect the fact that it's not the same thing. The the footwork changes. Your your um, weapons change, the pace changes, the range changes. It's just it's a totally different game. So if you're coming over a different sport to MMA, I think it's really important to take the things you're good at and take the real applicable parts of that art form and then contextualize them into an MMA kind of format. You know, there are certain things in Muay Thai that I used to do or used to utilize or um way I used to move or stand that I, but were great in Muay Thai for me. I did, was really, did really well with that. But going to MMA, I'd try and spar with the guys, they're MMA fighters and do that and would just get smashed.
0: Like what things?
1: You know, being too tall, being uh. too slow, staying kind of in the pocket, um, having the hips like riding me forward, <laughs> like not ready to defend takedowns, not moving my head at all. You know, um, that was, I think, the biggest learning curve for me was was not getting hit. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Because I mean, you're right. Thai guys do stand up pretty tall. Mm. Um, that seems how long did that take you to learn all this or like train like years? Make the I'm still trying to figure it out all yeah. the time.
1: <laughs> Every day. I feel like I'm trying yeah. to figure it out. <laughs> so, I mean, Yeah, that's that's the point, I guess. It, it took me it took me probably a good three years to feel comfortable. where like okay i'm starting to figure this out a little bit but still i'm like all the time i'm like i have no idea what i'm doing
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you said the pace changed i mean what's the differences i know i'm assuming muay thai is a little slower or is it okay
1: it's slower it definitely starts a lot slower um but then the rounds are shorter and so how many
0: minutes are the rounds three minutes okay amateur muay thai is two minutes usually oh okay and professional
1: usually three minutes um I can't remember. Most of my fights were two-minute rounds, which is fast, very, yeah. very fast. Going yeah. from two to five, five, yeah, is a massive, <laughs> and, I, and I had to learn that gap yeah. of like, hey, I can slow down. You know, right. I don't need to go so fast, because um, it is a big, a big jump. Um, and then I feel like a lot, a lot of Muay Thai guys. You kind of stand in front. You don't. It's not quite so much in and out movement. Not quite so much lateral movement typically. In MMA. You need a lot more movement. Laterally, lateral movement in and out. You can't just kind of sit,
0: yeah, in one spot. I feel like you're right. not as bladed in in Muay Thai as well. You're more that square. too. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's yeah. a
1: real a real common thing too.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about your training regiment now. You got fights coming up here soon, mm-hmm. so how does just take me through life in J. Bob's world?
1: So right now in camp, it it varies a little depending <laughs> on who I'm fighting and, and when I'm fighting. Um, right now, you know, I'm fighting a, a heavy wrestler coming up in, in March. Um, and so right now I'm doing a lot of wrestling, a lot of grappling. Um, usually the mornings from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. is training. Um, and usually two of those hours are grappling training. And then another, the last hours, a little bit more striking. Um, and that's just not me. So that's just the, our schedule in general. Yeah. But like we have 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. are usually grappling classes. And then 10 a.m. is like an MMA MMA striking style class with with kind of everything mixed together. Um, And then, so I usually do that every morning. And then I'll come back in the evenings and I'll do like running, I'll do my bag work, my line drills, footwork drills, stuff like that, extra cardio, lifting. It kind of varies day by day, but I usually try and have like a harder session and then like a lighter session. So it's gotcha, you know, a little bit of both, a little bit of everything. So you're
0: training twice a day, how many days a week?
1: Twice a day, five days a week. Okay, and then I usually hit like once on Saturday as well.
0: Just like mitts, or what do you do Saturdays?
1: Saturday usually sparring. Okay, it's a big glove, gotcha. big glove sparring day. Okay,
0: puts some yeah. vaseline and just banging out or what?
1: Yeah, not so much banging <laughs> yeah. out. It's 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 a little more <laughs> intense than with the small gloves. Yeah. Um, uh, let's let's go a little bit harder and kind of just focus a lot on the strike, and we'll mix in takedowns and stuff as well. But it's 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 a lot of takedowns. And then work back up and strike gotcha. and then hit takedowns and we're going to strike. It's not its not as much time spent on the ground because you've got big boxing gloves right. on. I have you know?
0: noticed here recently that a lot of these MMA guys are, besides Sean Strickland because he fucking spars like every day, but like a lot of them were like getting away from sparring hard. Mm-hmm. What's your opinions and thoughts on that?
1: We spar hard, relatively hard once a week um, in camp usually once a, when you're in camp once a week you will get like individual rounds where it's just like coaches there or your whoever your coaches are are there with some of your teammates and you're there getting you're the only group sparring like just you and a partner um
0: headgear or no headgear it's
1: it depends it depends okay. um it depends on kind of who it is and, yeah. and, and how hard you are cuz cuz hard sparring it does, it does i have like paul for example Me and Paul can go 100% and not hurt each other. Right. Like, I know, like, he's not going to crack me in the head. He's not going to catch me with his knuckle. He's not going to do something goofy that's going to hurt me. I have other training partners that, like, you don't move as much together or something like that. And that's when accidents tend to happen. So you tend to back it down a little bit. Um, So it kind of varies person to person. Um, But usually once a week, we go pretty hard sparring. We do some form of light sparring, like light contact kind of flow sparring, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's touch, it's flow, it's smooth. No one's getting cracked and her lips aren't getting busted. You know, it's a lot more controlled. Just working on timing and rhythm and feints and setups and, and flowing and, and things like that.
0: I feel like that could definitely be beneficial, um, doing that more because the timing aspect yeah. gets better and yeah,
1: better. Yeah, well, you see, like, there's, this, there's some gyms on... Instagram right now, they're <laughs> real popular for it and they post their sparring oh, the footage and they're just beating the hell out yeah. of each other the whole time. And like some of it looks fun, but if you watch them, a lot of but, times technically it's all over the yeah. place. Like it's yeah. not technically sound. Yeah. A lot of times when guys just spar hard all the time, they get tough and they can, you know, figure out how to make some things work. But I, I, I feel like you lack, I, I feel like it's hard to get better yeah. in some ways. Whenever you just go hard all the time. I 100%. think knocking it down and going 60%, 65% or so, um, and really working on being quick and being technical and, and work, looking for openings and setups and stuff, I think that is the the best way to spar most of the time.
0: I, I agree 100% because like you get a new guy in there that's like never sparred before and you mm-hmm. go 100%, you crack him and then he's like, fuck, I'm not doing this shit ever yeah. again. And then you get guys who are like, okay... I'm, you know, they've sparred before, and then you get in there, and they want to work one specific thing, and then you crack them, and they're like, okay, I can't work this now. I have to work my defense because this fucking guy's going, like, 100%. Trying yeah. to take my head off, or we're both going 100%. Um, It's hard to work on things yeah. when you're sparring hard. And it's stressful. Yeah, very. Sometimes
1: I want to spar and have fun. Yeah, just you know, want to. Just with want my friends. Yeah, I don't exactly. want to be stressed out the whole time. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. You're already
0: stressed out six to eight weeks during this camp, so. yeah. Um, I'm glad it's going well so far. How do you recover throughout the week?
1: So that is actually something I'm working really hard at improving. Um, I, You know, I talked about, like, I'll have, like, a hard session then a lighter session yeah. and stuff. Y- used to, it would just be all hard sessions all the time. I would yeah. try and go super, super, super hard, and I, I would fall apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my body would fall apart. Yeah. And I'm really trying hard to, to, to get better at resting when I need to, taking vitamins, like, take care of my body, eating the right amounts, um listen to my body so that I can perform well. And like on days when I need to like, Hey, I need to sit down this day and and rest, take that day, you know, training the next day. I don't need to kill myself every single session. Yeah. Um, so that's something I'm, I'm really trying to trying to get better at is the recovery side of it. Um, I found with me the, the biggest improvement I've made for this camp thus far is, is eating properly as in eating more. Really? Yeah, I would tend to kind of crash myself and and not eat and and
0: because uh, here's the thing. Well, you fight at what? One forty five. One forty five. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Now I'm forty five. Yeah. I fought fifty five most of my fights. In the last two, I've gone down to forty five. Yeah. Um. And this one's at forty five, which is that's where I'll stay. Yeah. Um. Uh. But as a fighter, one of the most stressful parts about fighting is making weight. Absolutely. And so I would I would freak out about making weight and wouldn't eat
0: calorie deprived myself in the
1: in the ground. My body's breaking (laughs) down. I feel terrible. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. You know? Yeah. Um, but luckily for this for this camp, I had a lot we've had a lot of notice. I knew I was, you know, gonna fight. So I had a lot of time to slowly kind of, you know, get my weight where it needs to be yeah. and, and get in camp and get flowing and, and set myself up properly so it's a good smooth, a smooth run through camp. My last fight, I got the contract for my fight on a cruise oh. and I got <laughs> so, yeah. home and well, and I knew yeah. I was uh-huh. going to have a fight coming up. So I didn't go ham on this cruise like I wanted to. Okay. Yeah. I ate with the exception of like one day. I ate really good in this <laughs> cruise, but I'm, you know, I'm not a little bitty guy, so on the Monday I got back to start camp, I was six weeks out of the fight, and I was one eighty three. Oh god, damn! So I had like forty pounds to lose yeah. in six weeks. Yeah. Holy shit! That was not a fun camp at all. Yeah. And it showed in the fight too. Yeah. You know. Um. So trying to really prioritize like taking care of my body the way I need to during camp and um. What do you walk around at now? Right now I'm about mid seventies. Okay. Right now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I walk around at one eighty. No Typically, shit. wow, yeah. Typically, and, comfortably outside of camp, eating relatively good, training, staying active, about one eighty is what I stay at.
0: And when do you start? So I know some guys do just like you know, Michael Chandler cuts like twenty pounds of water. You know, yeah. How much? How many weeks out would you? I guess it would be the week of the water cut. But are you tapering your diet during your, the camp to get yeah. down to like one fifty five or something like that? To Not cut the ten pounds.
1: I'll get down to like sixty four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, usually I'll I'll diet down from upper seventies, one eighty or so, down to the low sixties, yeah. and then fight week cut from the low sixties to forty six, which has gone gone pretty smooth. Yeah. the last uh, honestly smoother than I thought I was going really? to the last few times. Yeah, because the last fight was only the second fight to make forty five, um, and uh, did you make it like on the dot or were you won forty six? Oh, it was easy. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad at all. It no, was, wasn't hard. Yeah, um, uh, I made it. The last time I weighed it at 45.0, wow. like at forty five, um, it's actually not as as hard as it sounds because it is. I mean, it is a bunch of weight on fight week that I cut, but I've yeah. I've done it a bunch. Yeah. So even though I wasn't cutting two forty five for a long time, I've cut weight so many times that I've kind of started over time figure out my body and figure out how I react to things and you know when I just need to suck it up and just keep working and I'll be okay. You know how I do my wire load properly. Um, also, I'm very fortunate in that I have a lot of great resources, and I have a lot of teammates who have a lot of fights themselves. They've cut weight a lot themselves. Um, one of our guys, Gabriel Macario. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always, every time someone comes to me about a weight cut question, I always send people to him because he, now he's, like, getting certified and, like, like, getting certifications from, like, Mike Dolce to really, like, really, really understand yeah. the weight cut process. But before that, I would always ask him questions because he's a nerd about it. Yeah. He just loves nut- yeah. look at him. He's nutrition, jacked yeah. all the time. Yeah. he loves nutrition, shredded. <laughs> loves <laughs> nutrition, loves the the science of it and and nerds out about that. So I would always ask him like, hey, what should I be doing five weeks? What should I be eating? My weight's not moving. What do you think I should try and change up? And he's been a massive help. Yeah. Um for me. That's awesome. So I've 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 been able to utilize a lot of the the resources around me to to make it easier on myself.
0: So how do your water cuts go? I know most guys will they're like, oh, they wa- I water load or whatever, and I try to explain it because if this video is terrible, then it's just going to be audio. So, like, can you explain the water yeah. loading? Yeah,
1: for sure. So water loading is basically <laughs> just the process of basically you consume so much water that your body has like a uh, surplus of fluids in it, and it pushes it out, pushes it out. And then towards the end of the week, you deplete that water so that you're you're still pushing water out as if you're drinking it. Because it takes a minute for your body to kind of catch up to the different water yeah. intake. Um, and so, like, my weight cuts, the first three days of the week on a fight week will be two gallons of water every day. Three days. Two. No, yeah. no, well, yeah, well, yeah, the first three, three days. days like Monday, yeah, about three but days. Like Monday, Monday, yeah. Tuesday,
0: Wednesday, two gallons.
1: Yeah, two gallons. Then I'll do, like, a gallon and then, like, a half gallon. Um, and the day before weigh-ins will be, like, a bottle of water if I want it. Like, 24 hours out. And then from there, it just, it just sweats off me.
0: So, from, like, Monday to Friday, when you're drinking these two gallons, are you getting in, like, the sauna at night, doing sauna suit work throughout the week? (sighs) You know, I
1: used to. Yeah. I used to, um, every day on fight week, um. Sweat out as much as can. Work out, yeah, sweat out just a ton, a ton of water. And, um. What, what end up happening is I just beat my body down too much yeah. on fight week. And now, and thanks to listening to like, like Gabe, is um, I just work out like normal. Like for fight week for me now is pretty much like any normal week, except my diet will change a little bit. I'll kind of reduce my my intake of food, um, weigh up my intake of fluids, and I sweat so much as it is and just train. Yeah. And I found, because I would freak out because you drink two gallons of water and your weight goes up. Yeah. Right. But I found that if you just train normal and do your normal routine and just drink that water and don't put much of sodium and carbs, extra carbs and sodium in your system, then you pee that water out and you sweat it out and it's not, you kind of, you'll gain a little bit of weight. But then yeah. once you start to taper off, it plummets real yeah. fast. Um, so I don't anymore. I used to. Now I don't put the trash bag suit on, like the sauna suit on, and it sweats until like the, worst. the day before weigh ins. The worst. Yeah. I do one heavy, heavy workout. Um, because I, I like to work out to sweat if I can, if I have yeah. the energy, because um, I've always kind of done. And for some reason, I feel like I, I can push out more Yeah. Um, that way when I first do it. I'll do like one heavy workout where it's like running, biking, sauna, and sweat out a bunch then. And then the last five or six pounds I'll do in the tub and just sweat it out yeah. that way.
0: So you're, you taper your diet. Are you like not eating salt this week either? 'Cause I know some guys will just bland food. I'll
1: cut out salt like middle of the week. Yeah. Okay. Middle of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I um I don't know honestly a, a whole lot about sodium man- manipulation. I know yeah. there's a whole science to it. I've always heard that if you cut sodium out too early, it can have negative effects. Yeah. So I usually wait. If I'm waiting on Saturday, I usually wait till like Thursday, Wednesday ish to kind of cut out sodium. Um and even then, I don't. I, I I drastically reduce. Yeah. Like I don't. It's not zero sodium. It's yeah. Drastically reduced sodium. Um, to be honest, I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to sodium in fight camp. Cause I just sweat so much. Yeah. And, you're sweating you know, it out anyways. Yeah. I just,
0: I feel like that's one of those options where you're like, oh shit, I'm behind on my weight cut, and I can't retain any water. Yeah. You know? So let's take the sodium out of it. But I've never done it myself, so I don't know if that's an yeah.
1: actual... I know, I know there's a way to, like, you know, we water load. There's a way to salt load as well, apparently. Because yeah. I've seen people do it. But, I mean, people with, like, very high-end nutritionists have will do it. For sure. They're, yeah. they're, they'll salt load in which they... Like, add salt to their water. Add salt. Yeah, yeah they're drinking salty yeah. water, basically, yeah. during their during those two gallons of water full of salt. Yeah. And then they'll replace it with something else. Yeah later in the week, and it pushes the salt out.
0: Yeah. Again,
1: I don't I don't know enough about it to really use it. I need to learn more about it because Def- it would probably make my weight cut easier if
0: I did it. It's definitely science, though. Yeah. You there's a to, lot
1: of science to it. Yeah. There's when I was, was talking to Matt Schnell,
0: he was like, you know, I have a UC- UFC nutritionist come, and, like, they make sure that the guys, like, get the calories and their weight's on point, mm-hmm. like the week of, but for the local guys, it's kind of you're on your own type of yeah. stuff. Um, so what happens in fury if you don't make weight? I know usually in the UFC they're like okay doc tax in some of your purse is is the same concept. Everyone
1: gets mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh uh I've not luckily have not had to experience that myself. Yeah, Things good. happen and guys their bodies don't react correctly and they they don't make it. Um sometimes um I th- it, I think it varies situation to situation. Um, usually you ha- you're like, you have to pay a part of your purse out, like per pound you are over to your opponent. Yeah. Um, and they can vary contract to contract, um, and like promote promotion to promotion. Um, but, uh, yeah, usually it's a monetary fee or sometimes the fight doesn't happen. You know, I mean, I, I'm of the opinion of if you miss weight then your opponent has no obligation to fight you at that point, you know, like, cause that's that's what you get paid for when anything is is to make weight. Right. So that's the hardest part of it. So I think, you know, you miss weight, your opponent's not obligated to take that fight. Um, and if, if they do, then that's awesome. Cool. You know, and then you just pay their, whatever monetary fine you got to pay to, to do that. Um, but it definitely doesn't, it doesn't win you favor with, with anyone to miss weight.
0: No, I, I, for sure. I, uh, so if a guy misses, does Fury give him you know, like, like an hour or so to try to get it off? I think
1: that's kind of standard. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, com- a state commission thing. I don't think it's okay. a promotion thing. I think it's a commission that you get like an hour to cut the weight. Um, gotcha. And you come back an hour later and weigh in again. And uh, at the very, you know, I know I know of some stories in which some guys are like, I ain't cutting the weight, you know, and they just give oh, up shit. on it and not and they're not fighting. Um, I know some people who, most of the time, will they'll go and they'll finish. Yeah. You know, they'll make the weight. They'll cut the weight and stuff like that. Um, some guys will go gone for an hour and come back and weigh the exact same. That's, you nice. know, it kind of depends. Sometimes your body just doesn't want to lose it. Yeah. Sometimes your body just stops sweating. Yeah. You know,
0: that's how you go in like kidney failure and stuff
1: like yeah. that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So your body just stops sweating. It just can't, can't drop it anymore. And you I to think, too, it, you know, because like I said, making weight is the most stressful thing about fighting for me. Um, the, I can be underweight. And every time I go to weigh in, I'm am I am always anxious gonna be a few pounds I'm over? gonna be over and have to <laughs> yeah. cut weight again. The thought of like putting on a sauna suit yes. and going to run or sitting in a sauna yeah. longer is just terrible. So yeah, it's it, it's it's hard. Whenever you go to weigh in and then oh, like, sure. cut some more weight. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah, that would be a tough one.
0: So let's talk about your your rehydration process. What do you do for I know you can't obviously just go chug two gallons of water? Yeah, How does it work? I mean you're not what supposed you? to. Yeah, I've definitely done that. <laughs> um,
1: uh, ultimately, I have found um, I really like those liquid IVs. Oh, I Love those liquid IVs. Yeah. yeah, when I'm not cutting weight, I don't like them. But when I'm cutting weight and I want to re- replenish, liquid IVs are awesome. Yeah, um, Arizona sweet tea. That's my. Whoa. So hey, it's it's sugar and water. It's yeah. good for rehydration. It has to be, right? I love some it sweet. Has tea. To be. It has, this to be. has to be. This has to be. I need carbs. I need fluids. Sweet tea. I think it's yeah. the. I think it's the. It's the secret that no one knows about. Yeah. I'm trying to tell everybody, um, but um, I do drink sweet tea after weigh But But uh, really, liquid IVs I think are great, and then just straight water. Uh, Pedialyte's always a good one. One of the. Um, my, one of the So the trick I learned is um, after weigh-ins, food-wise, because you want to eat something, but you sure. got to let the fluid kind of get in your body and your stomach and your organs before you can eat anything because if not, your body doesn't absorb anything. You feel sick. It's terrible. Um, the first thing I'll eat after weigh-ins typically is I'll get uh, like a bread roll, like a bread loaf and chicken broth or beef broth, heat that broth up, Mm. Tear some bread off and dip it in that broth. It is the best thing you'll ever eat. It is so good (laughs) when you're hungry and dehydrated. Just that warm, that bread because it it soaks in the warm um, broth just falls apart. Your body soaks it (laughs) up. You get all the sodium and stuff from the broth. It's that's and
0: it's warm, so you reabsorb. It's warm. Yeah.
1: yeah, It's that's the best. After that, it's a lot of like just normal food. You know, we'll go and. Um, last couple of fights. Uh, me and my girl after weigh will go to like a Japanese barbecue place just down the road from oh. the apartment, and get some good Japanese barbecue with some rice and meat, and just Perfect. eat. That's, that's excellent. Yes,
0: I've seen some guys they do it all wrong, and you know they get in the cage, and it's like you're like, bro, you look sluggish. You fucked up. Somehow. Yeah, like it can make a
1: massive difference.
0: Yeah, it can. It really can. Yeah, yeah. Just like if you have a bad weight cut and you're all drawn in and you're just mm-hmm. skin and bones, then same thing. Like 24 hours is. It's a long time per se, but to rehydrate yourself, yeah. you got to do it correct. Yeah. Um. You said you're taking vitamins and stuff. What kind of vitamins are you taking in supplementation?
1: Like every day, like vitamins, like vitamin like, just C, like, vitamin D, just yeah, multivitamins. Yeah, just like yeah. multivitamins. Yeah. yeah, that's how little recovery and like take care of body I do is a daily multivitamin yeah. is like. <laughs> just- Step one, the right direction
0: for me. Are you doing like ice baths and stuff too, or no? I
1: don't do ice baths just because I hate it. <laughs> I, I don't. I, They're I, tough. They're fucking I tough. I don't see the benefit. I've never gotten an ice bath and felt better. Oh, ever. really? Not once. Oh, I've dude. never gotten out an ice bath and been like, "Oh, I'm glad I did that. I feel better today. Not once. I oh, always. I have. Just really? <laughs> Yo, I just yeah, hate
0: dude. it. I remember when I was at, a few summers ago in Tori's Jiu-Jitsu, and it was hot as shit, and they had like this, uh, horse trough and they just mm-hmm. dumped a bunch of ice in there They're like who wants to take an ice bath i was like nah i'm good and then <laughs> the professor michael torres was like you don't want to take one and i felt bad and i was like fuck you just guilted me. <laughs> <laughs> so right after that i was like all right fuck it i'll stick around and i saw one guy get in and he lasted like 30 seconds and he got out and i was like man fuck this i'm i'm staying in there for the time yeah and as soon as i stepped in there i was like ah oh, this is a mistake <laughs> uh, yeah. and i made it through the the time because i was like I'm not getting out of this thing. Once I get in, yeah. I'm staying in. And then, but when I got out, hitting that, getting that sun on you, I was like, oh man.
1: I feel well, yeah, because so you got the warmth on you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it was. You yeah. were freezing cold. You got in the sun. Exactly. Felt good afterwards. Yeah. Of course, you felt. I was good like, afterwards. oh man, I feel oh, great. This. I is amazing. know there's a lot of like people way smarter than I am that say that, like it's scientifically proven to help. Yeah. I I have not. I have not. Exp- I have not experiment with it enough to experience that benefit, I guess.
0: I did one at a guy, uh, one of my close friends, Rob, his house, mm-hmm. and he, uh, well, his tub wasn't big enough. He was like, he called me up, and I was sore, and I was like, hey, bro, I think I need to take an ice bath. He was like, oh, just come over. My tub's big enough. I was like, is it a, like a regular-sized tub? He was like, no, 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 it'll fit, and he, like, sent me a photo of, like, him in it with, like, regular clothes on. <laughs> I was like, but it was only, like, from the chest up. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. It must be deeper than I think. And we get over there, and it's like a fucking regular child's tub. And I'm like, Rob, how <laughs> like did you like expect a, like a me to be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had to
1: lay down on it and curl yeah. up in a fetal yeah. position. I was you like, can fit dude. like, it was 70 like 70% of you.
0: Yeah, it was like my feet and ankles were covered, and then my knees were out of the water, like mountains, and then like my just chest was covered, or like right here was covered, and that's about it. And I was like, yeah. this didn't do
1: anything. <laughs> <laughs> what I do like is sauna. Yeah, I do enjoy a sauna. Like if I'm like, Little sore and worn down, like sitting in his arm for a while and sweating. Yeah, that I do think that definitely that helps. helps. Yeah. Do you
0: stretch a lot more or no?
1: I don't. I need to. <laughs> I need, I don't. I'm, you know I'm terrible at this, bro. Yeah,
0: you know what's so crazy? Every fighter that I've talked to so far, none of them fucking stretch, no. except for maybe like, no, I can't think of anyone that I'm trying to think. Nobody. I'm, yeah. i yeah, I interviewed Zach Henson and he was like, no, I don't stretch. I need to, but I just don't. He was like, I'm never going to kick someone in the head, so I just do not do it. <laughs> I was like, damn. Uh, and then, yeah, everyone else has been like, oh, just here and there, foam rolling more than anything. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I
1: think something that I've always told myself I want to do more of or kind of get into, I've never really, really done it, is uh, yoga. Oh, dude, yeah. Yoga. And people <clears throat> like to hate on it, but, like, no, I it's... think yoga is great. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's super physical. Yeah. It's hard. It is. But it stretches you and makes you work. And I think the, what do you call the isometric hold you do, where mm-hmm. you just kind of freeze and hold yeah. yourself up, I think that's really beneficial for fighting, period. You know, I mean, a lot of, like, jujitsu is a lot of those, like, isometric holds yeah. and strains and pushing, you know. Like, you're, it's not as dynamic. You're holding positions a lot, which can get taxes your muscles. You I know?
0: took a yoga class in college because I needed an A. And, <laughs> and so I took it. And I didn't realize how hard it was. I was like, oh, I'll just take yoga, fuck it, you know. Yeah. I was trying to be more flexible. And i tell you what, my inflexibility shot up. Really? Like, oh, yeah. I you're believe just, it, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're you're right. You're holding the thing, but you're also, like, elongating your muscles and, like, you're using your stabilizers to keep yourself up. It's really good for your balance, and you just feel good afterwards, too.
1: You're in Pilates?
0: Uh, no, I Do haven't. You, I mean— that's the one with the little board. I don't know that like-
1: super like helpful for fighting, but that will fuck you up. You to something that's <laughs> like, oh, this sucks. Try some Pilates. It, like you sit on like
0: a like is it like sliding board? There's like
1: yeah, it's like yeah. a weird like uh, I don't know what mad genius yeah. designed this mis- contraption <laughs> they use, but it's like a weird pl- like sliding platform. Yeah, with like springs. Oh yeah, on yeah. like a base. It's a very strange, strange. I don't know where it comes from. But it's a strange setup, but yeah. It sucks. It and like,
0: every time you, because like, I guess the springs know, like, oh, you're getting looser. I can go further into the stretcher. How, how, so, how does, do you know how those, those machines work? I've done it one time okay. on a very, very little. <laughs> <So> no. And <laughs> the
1: whole time, I was like, this was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I've never done that before. I've always wanted to try. I just never, I don't, I don't even know. You what, don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I'll like, take your work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done bar? Bar. It's like, uh, you know, those, what the ballet people do. And it's, like, no. the bar, the mirror. Yeah, dude. I have not. Yeah.
1: That, you know, that's another thing, is, um uh like, professional, like, ballet dancers are some of the most athletic, dude. like, fit people you'll ever yeah. see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're so strong and so flexible, too. Yeah. I heard yeah. the bar, shit is fucking insane. Yeah. Like, hard and like stretches you to the max. I know J.J. Watt or some NFL players used to do it because of the recovery and the, it keeps you limber and stuff, prevents all your injuries and whatnot. I've never done it, but I've always wanted to give it a shot.
1: Yeah, it'd be cool. I always tell the story. I've always wanted to go like, the Houston Nutcracker, like, um, production. Yeah. Because back home in Corpus Christi, we would go every now and then. I've gone a couple times. And Corpus is not a very big place, um but every year they have this big production and they bring in like a couple of professionals from like other big cities or whatever to to be in this i know we're off mma we're on oh, dude, ballet cool. right now but in <laughs> this pr- in this production right and yeah. every time i would i would see it and i'd be like there the last time i went was years ago there's this dude who was like a professional dancer and this guy was jacked <laughs> and he was spinning and just flying through the air <laughs> on his own power i was like man that guy's an Athlete. <laughs> yeah, like that guy's way more athletic than I am.
0: <laughs> Those guys are crazy athletic. Yeah. You're right. All right, we can circle back to MMA. We just to yeah. MMA now. We're, we're <laughs> off ballet. So you train at Main Street primarily. Are you mm-hmm. cross? Tra- do you cross train anywhere else, or
1: how does? <sighs> not really. Yeah, not really. And it's I, like I love cross training. I've cross trained a lot. Um.
0: Like Main Street brings in a lot of guys. We kind
1: of have a lot though. We've got a great coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, I've got a lot of great training partners. We've got great wrestling. We have classes specific for Ground and Pound, for cage work. We have great striking, boxing. Um, So um, I think cross training is great. I just personally, as of late, just haven't haven't really done it because I don't feel like I have much of a need right now. You know? Yeah. If, If I need to to like i need to work my boxing we got guys that could i get in a ring with that piece me up in boxing it's like i need to work on my kickboxing or whatever i need to work on my jujitsu we got guys that'll strangle me i need to work on my wrestling i got guys that can wrestle fuck me all day long like yeah. so um i uh i as i don't i used to a lot more yeah but now that we've got the the crew that we kind of have assembled at at main street i kind of get everything i need there
0: I also feel like I said, I think you got, Main Street brings in so many people mm-hmm. because of, you know, obviously you have Derrick Lewis that, that was out of the gym and mm-hmm. that kind of blew up. And then everyone knows Bob now, which yeah. is fa- fantastic. I love it. And so they're like, oh, let me, while I'm here in Houston, let me come to this gym. And you get to see different looks from yeah. different caliber guys. Kevin yeah. Hollins coming in. You know, I saw, uh, what is this, Tyreek Hill just stopped by. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean you're getting looks from very high caliber guys yeah. too, which is great.
1: And it and it it, it it goes to show the level of coach that like crew bob is, right? Yeah. Because as a head coach, he knows a ton, yeah. but he is very, very good at making sure that we are surrounded by coaches that will make us all better. Yeah. You know, like he he brings in like we have the coaches and we have the teammates and stuff, to to make sure that we're getting all the work. As we can and get as as beneficial work we can at the gym.
0: Absolutely. You no. Know? When I was there taking photos uh, a few months back, I noticed like everyone who had fights coming up, he was like, "Hey, you know, he was tapering game plans for each person." Yeah. Throughout the gym, and it's it's so crazy because it's almost like he's got every, all the shit in his head already. Yeah. But he's just like imparting it to you to do. Yeah. Which is awesome. I and mean, he he does truly care about the fighters. Oh, right? he does. Yeah. He
1: loves the fighters and and and. Um the gym and the sport and the art and he does the way he coordinates, like making sure everyone gets what they need. Everyone gets, you know, Hey, you need to work on this. You need to work on this. We're going to do this right here. Yeah. Um, you know, the way he makes sure everyone gets the pad work they need and stuff like that. Um, it goes to show like the level of coaching that he has.
0: Absolutely. You know? And sometimes I feel like he is hard nosed to an extent because you have to be, I mean, you can't play fighting. It's just not regular. But at the same time, it'll, you'll be like, "Hey, I have a question," and he's like, "Yeah, sure, yeah. ask me whatever you want." He's very open and very eager to answer and help yeah. all the fighters learn, which is, it's it's great to see. I love it. Yeah. So, speaking of yeah. MMA and fighting, do you have any goals for your MMA career? Uh,
1: my goal is to be in the UFC until I'm in my mid-thirties. How old are you now? Goal. Twenty-eight. I just turned twenty-eight. Okay. Yeah, that's that's my goal is to have a have a uh, make it to the um, next year or so make it to the next level and, and stay in it for well, kind of the remainder of my career. I mean, goal. Fury
0: is the feeder though. So. Fury is,
1: I think Fury is, is the best regional promotion in the country right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, so uh, your next fight is when? March? March 10th. Right. Any, idea, any, any, let's, let's say any, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess I'm losing my train of thought here. Any, um, I don't know. CTE's kicking in, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm trying to formulate it, but I'm like, okay, I don't know how this is going to sound coming out. So, how many fights in Fury is this for you?
1: This would be my third fight in Fury.
0: Okay. And 2-0 and right now, correct? 3-0. Okay. Th- oh, With okay. one no contest. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, this next fight coming up, is there any suggestion of you getting on the Contender Series? There we go. Figured it out. There you go. You got there. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh Not yet, right now. I don't, you know, if you know, come out and win this one. supposed was being at four and zero. It's still a little. I still got some stuff I got to do, you know, yeah. um, for myself and my team, and for you know anyone who's looking at me to to show that I'm ready for that next stage. But it's all just a process, you know. It's all, all learning and building and stuff like that. Um, I'm still young. I'm not in a major rush. Yeah, I don't have to be in a major rush. Um, but I'm. Ho- I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to to rack up three more this year. You know, and then at the end of the year, that maybe the that'll be the time, if everything goes to plan, to start. You know, looking at the next next phase of things.
0: How does it typically go for a guy to get from Fury into the UFC?
1: It depends um, on on who you know. In a lot wow. of ways, you know, some guys come up and they have the right management and the right team around them, the right connections, um, and they get seen that way. Um, some guys are just really fun to watch and they throw them in there. Um, a lot of it has to do though with like, you know, management and having the right people to, to pull the right strings for you and then performing, right? Like there are a lot of guys who have good records, who win fights, who perform really well that haven't gotten that call just due to a lack of entertainment value, you know? So that's another thing too, as any young fighter, me, any other of other guys like me, my position with these young records who are trying to come up into the next level. It's not just about winning fights; it's about winning fights and and being entertaining to watch while you do it. Yeah, you know, which is always something that I always have in the back of my head while I'm fighting. Is like I have to win this fight; I got to get this done, but I also got to make this entertaining. Yeah, to watch because that that matters a lot.
0: Does that ever like mess with your head during the fight? Not really. Yeah,
1: not really. No um i like having fun yeah Uh, i fight the best when i'm having fun having a good time yeah and you know doing fancy stuff is the funnest thing for me to do so it it really doesn't um
0: i feel like you really have to like be in a good headspace for that too because i mean you're you're out there you're across the cage from this dude who wants to hurt you you want to hurt him and then you're thinking about i have to you know obviously win i want to win but when you have these goals and aspirations like you have and like you just said it's entertainment value as well you you think about I gotta make this a good, entertaining fight. I don't just want to win like GSP wrestling. You know, just take him down and mm-hmm. stay in guard and stuff like that. Not saying not no knock GSP is great, but he was already in the UFC. When yeah, he's, he's doing on so. a much different level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So for yeah, for new guys, it's I don't yeah that must I would think it would be difficult, but
1: yeah, you have to like. It, kind of, you can't think about it too much, yeah. I think. You know, at least for me, I can't think a whole lot when I go into fights. I, I have to relax and just enjoy being there. Enjoy yeah. the crowd, enjoy the noise, enjoy the energy, enjoy the opportunity, enjoy the fact I can get in a fist fight, you know? It's, yeah. At the end of the day, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You know yeah. so, um, and it's cool. Yeah. You know, so, it's a cool thing to say that you can you go and, and fight people in a cage. So yeah. I think it's just about enjoying the moment. And I think that everyone kind of deals, has that battle of the nerves and the thoughts and, and, and anxiety that goes into it. And I think it's just about compartmentalizing it and blocking certain things out and embracing it and just going with the flow. How do you
0: deal with the nerves? I know you said like, oh, you, you don't really get nervous, but like everybody gets nervous. Sometimes. Oh, I get nervous.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get nervous. For the the, I know of only person I know per, uh, was a buddy of mine who said he didn't get nervous, and I believed him. And he's pretty much insane.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Anyone anyone who tells you they're not nervous or anxious for a fight is either lying. Yeah. Or insane. Yeah. For um, sure. And uh, yeah, every everyone I think. Gets gets nervous for sure, right? It's it's a it's a yeah. nerve wracking thing. And for the longest time, I did try and just kind of like ignore it. It's good, whatever. It I've down. got twenty yeah. something fights now. Like to be like it's just another day, whatever. And it's just another day, right? Just you know, <laughs> it's something I've I've done a lot. But I've I've found that it's oh, like it's good to be a little nervous. It good. It makes you perform better to be a little yeah. anxious and and know that there are stakes on the line of of you know wins, losses, getting hurt. You know, like. It it it's part of part of the game, you know. I think it's really good to kind of learn to embrace those feelings and dance with those feelings and kind of kind of know they're they're to help you, not hurt you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think some. I mean, it's it is crazy to, to be like, oh, I'm not nervous. You know, I'm got about to go get punched in the face. I'm yeah, not nervous. You know, it's a lie. That's yeah, what that is for that's sure. A lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. The nerves help you. Yeah, if anything, that that's what they're there for.
1: Yeah, you know. the the one, the anytime I have fought and didn't have nerves or anxiety, fight didn't go well. Yeah, you know, which only been a couple times. But every time I've I've gone into a fight without that anxiety or didn't like or tried to block that anxiety out and didn't just let it kind of guide me a little bit, um, it didn't fight it was not a good performance. You yeah. know, um, so I've kind of found that like, you know, before a fight I'll kind of sit. And, and breathe and really just, you know, yeah take in all the feelings I have and then accept it and then use it and go fight, you know?
0: Awesome. I love it. Do you have any plans for after fighting? Have you thought that far ahead?
1: <laughs> A little bit. Not, yeah. not 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 in extreme detail. Um, <clears throat> I would love one day to get, like, some kind of property investment and stuff like that. Um I always want to coach. I'll always be involved in the in the sport in some way. I'd love to coach one day, um, and have a gym and such. Um, for right now, I don't. I don't know what else I would do right now. To yeah. be honest, I've never. I've got degrees. I've been to school and stuff like that, but I, I've never been one to want like a normal.
0: Yeah, nine to five. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: it just it never really. It always just sounded torturous to me. Yeah. You know, and so I, I've I kind of like I'm going 100 miles an hour in this direction yeah. for right now, you know, and if ever whenever that time comes, it's like, hey, I need to start thinking about what I'm going to do after this. Then I'll sit down and try and figure it out then. Um, but I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into what I would do afterwards right now.
0: I mean, know? you've got these goals in mind and they're very obtainable here soon. So I think it's great. I mean, yeah. sometimes I think. It, I think it depends on the person, really. Um, I think it just depends on, like you said, where you're at in your career, how how old you are, if you have degrees, if you don't, you know, et cetera. You do have the degrees. You could always fall back on those if yeah. necessary.
1: and that's why I got them, yeah. you know, is and that's why I tell all, like, um, my friends or anyone I know who's, like, you know, going on high school or something like that, these kids, you never know, go to the gym, they're like, oh, I don't want to do, you know, I tell them, like, figure out what you want to do that you love and then either learn a to trade or get a degree that's useful, and then you may never use it again. And you may just find something that you love, and you can do that. But have something that's
0: you have to have a plan B. Yeah, you have yeah. to have something
1: that 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 you can fall back on one day. Because I can I can be super successful fighting. I am not going to be fighting forever. Like only you right. uh, you have a limited window of how much you can fight. And unless you're Conor McGregor or John Jones, or whatever, you're not going to retire off of those. Right. winnings yeah. and live the rest of your life just happy-go-lucky yeah right. with without not doing something else so you i think it's important to at least think long term in the sense that have something to that can carry you on after you move on from that this phase
0: yeah you know? absolutely i mean i think that's perfect advice to be honest with you and i also think that we've done a pretty good job here today we're kind of wrapping this thing up that was fast, really? Yeah, dude, about 53 minutes right now. That was quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Sorry, Joe Rogan, I can't do the three hours. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any call-outs, any shout-outs, any plugs, anything you want to say? The um, mic is yours. You open mic right now.
1: Oh, I wish we were prepared something. <laughs> uh, no. Um, thanks for having me on. Uh, Shout-out to Main Street. Um, you always come check the gym out, Main Street Boxing and Muay Thai. Uh, follow me on Instagram, JBobBerry. Um, I'm fighting for Fury March tenth, uh, Fury eighty seven I think, yeah, something like or that, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, um, DM me for tickets. Also, I'm selling. I don't know if you saw my last fight, my brisket shirt.
0: Oh, I did. Yeah. Yes. I'm
1: selling. <laughs> I'm doing pre orders for those right now. So again, DM me. We're doing twenty five bucks for the nice. pre order. I'm gonna put the order here in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm trying to fill the, the arena with brisket shirts. So <laughs> if you want a brisket shirt, hit me up. It's the sexiest shirt in, in Fury FC. <laughs> You'll look better. It is a good shirt. It's, it's classic. A great shirt. I'm a fan. Yeah.
0: But anyways, Jacob, thank you for coming on. You can catch Jacob back in action March 10th. This has been the Matt Mindset. I'm Drew Elder, and I hope everyone has a great day. I'm sorry about the video, guys. Hopefully next time it'll go better. But again. Catch back in action March 10th for Fury 86, 87, some of those, one of those things. This has been The Bad Mindset. I'm Drew Elder. Have a great day.